Hello, this is my Kyla. And how are you today, my dear friend, Rene? I'm great. I'm wonderful. And it's the, what is it, the 2nd of July. It's a fantastic evening here. So I'm ready to kick off our, our talk today. Fine. So um, today we are going to talk about how can we avoid becoming intoxicated by love. Okay. Yeah, because love's a drug. Indeed, indeed. It can be very dangerous sometimes. We can make a lot of mistakes. And it, I think it's even dangerous when you are in early dating. I think it's the worst time of, you know, being confused and believe that you're in love when you're actually, you're not. So... For example, do you know the definition of love? What is for you love? Well, real love comes with time. I mean, and when we're talking about romantic or erotic love, the real thing comes with time. It's not Cupid just, you know, uh, hit, well, he didn't hit me. He, oh God, the word isn't coming to my mind, but you know what I mean. He... Like love of first sight? Yeah, like he shot an arrow at me and oh my God, there he is. And, you know, like meet Joe Black. Yeah. Or, yeah. Brad, you mm -hmm. know, like, uh, no, that's not. Real love comes with time uh, and it's deep and it's not always romantic. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, it's based on understanding compatibility and facing high mids and lows. Yeah, and I think love is also generous and giving. Yeah. That you are 50% of the relationship and the other one is the other 50. And it's not always you give, you give, you give, and the other receive, receive, receive. This is just back and forward. You know, I give you something, you give me something. And that's what I think it's love too. I mean, is taking care of each other yeah yeah but there are those who think love is like in the movies you know you meet a guy like meet joe black you know you meet him one day and then two days later you're dating him and then you have intercourse with him on the fourth day you know there there are people who feel that way um And, well, I guess they're intoxicated with the idea of being in love, you know, and uh, that's not real love. You think that it's um, more like, you know, passion and a sexual need like loss or something? That comes in the, I mean, if this love is going to be perennial, quite frankly, no, because let's face it, I mean, you look one way when you're 20, and even if you get loads of plastic surgery and end up looking like a, a doll at age 80, you know, you're, you're old, the, the body changes, right? Like, you're not going to have an amazing orgasm at age 93 oh you never know 
Well, it might take a long time. Well, if you got, sorry, I'm getting kind of um, uh, cringe, but what I mean to say is, it, you know, it changes. So lust, I mean, there are, people have tastes for everything these days, so I stand corrected. But, but don't you think that it, somehow you can be confused by love and lust? Like the feeling of, you know, that excitement, that sexual attraction, the excitement of being with someone and can actually trick you to feel that you are falling in love to someone? Oh, for sure. Especially when you're younger or especially, okay, I see it in both people like Romeo and Juliet. You know, it's known as a love story, but it's a lust story. Okay, and they were very young. And then I also see it in, in um, uh, you know, films where the person is already married and suddenly he spots a woman. Well, I'm, again, describing fatal attraction. I can even include the series. The, the woman is obsessed with, with the man, right? But it's, it's lust. It's not love. Yeah, at all. It's lust. So, yeah, some people get very confused by the two. I think that uh, even more when you're in early dating, because you don't really know what's going on. You're trying to figure it out, but it's what you feel attracted to this person, and you really want to know if they like you back or not. And that game of back and forward and, you know, having this uh, perspective that the date went super good and the other person was like super charismatic and you're like oh I really like this person and they make me feel this way and it can be chemistry or even just attraction and in in our mind we are just like this is what I want because he was so cool in this moment and I think that moment in early dating can be very dangerous in 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 the way we think about love and what we really want with this person because it's the excitement, there's something new that you are looking for so for so long maybe and we all want to be in love at some point and have someone. Even even if we like to be alone, along I mean a lot of people like to spend time alone and can be alone for a long, long time, but it doesn't mean that they want to be with someone at some point in their lives. And when you f are in a, not, I, I won't say in a very bad place, but just you're not okay in a very good place. When you find some excitement like that with someone that you, it wasn't expected. And I think that's when you can really be tricked about what you really feel. If it's love or just, you know, that incredible attraction to that person and, you know. Absolutely, and and it of course it's dangerous. I I always throw in series now. Today I'm going to throw one called uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, and and there is a a situation at some point. I'm not going to give away the whole story, but one of the protagonists at one point marries a guy off the cuff, you know, like because she's attracted to him or whatever. Next thing you know, they're married. Uh, does the marriage go well? Well, um, 
uh, it starts out okay, but you'll, you'll see what I mean. And that is a perfect example of thinking you're in love when really, again, you're in lust. And that person, you, you glorify, in this case, the protagonist glorifies that other person for a bit. And then the problems start to surface, you know? Um, so, yes, it, it, in early dating, you know, these people say, oh, my God, I found, I met the love of my life. That's a... Like a glorification not, of the person. Exactly. When people say, I met the love of my life. If somebody who's been married 50 years says, I met the love of my life, I'll buy it. I'll believe it. But if somebody who just met somebody on Friday evening and then calls me up and says, you know, I met the love of my life, I'd be like, no, no. You met the lust of the moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think somehow we have created that idea of romance that we want, that, that idea of love or relationship that we seek for, that what's going to make us feel... And when we find someone who make us feel kind of close to what we thought it would be, it's when we start to glorify the person. Yeah, if that person, you know, imagine you, I'm going to throw in another actor. Okay, let's say uh, Jamie Dornan. Good looking guy. I, I like him better in the fall. I'm not a fan of Fifty Shades of Grey, but Fifty Shades of Grey is a perfectly, it's a perfect example, again, of falling in lust. What ends up happening? She glorifies this hot guy who's an executive who's slightly older than her, you know, than, what is it, Anastasia, whatever. And eventually, after a couple of weeks of dating or whatever, he, he starts to introduce her to kinky stuff. And she's in love, or so she thinks, and he's into weird stuff. Well, weird to some, maybe to others not, but at, but at, she, the, the character of Anastasia, does all those things supposedly for love, but it's for lust, because they haven't been together that long, mm. you know? And, and, you know, again, going back to the Friday, let's say you meet, well, I'm, I'm straight, so I'm going to say it, you meet this. Oh, let me think of another hottie. Mm -hmm. Give me some time. Or you can throw a name at me, Michaela. Give me a hottie. I don't know, Brad Pitt. Okay, let's... Okay, we're going with Joe Black. He's done a few of those movies. <laughs> okay, let's change it. George okay. Clooney. Okay, let's go with George Clooney. George Clooney, a silver fox. Yeah. You know, you see him staring at you across the room. No, no offense to Amal, this is just a little story. <laughs> looks at you, you look at him, there's sparks, just the eyes meet, and then he decides to sit next to you at the bar, starts some small talk, whatever. Amazing. And he makes and, me feel like the goddess. Exactly. You feel like... Aphrodite, you know, like, yeah. And then he says, Well, would you like to go on a date? And I'm like, sure, when? How about tomorrow evening, Saturday? So you go with him 
on this fantastic date. You guys go to a really high-end restaurant. You chat, you laugh, <laughs> and then you make passionate love. George freaking Clooney is banging your brains out, okay? You come 500 times, okay? It's amazing. Yeah. He leaves you in the morning. You wake up. There's a beautiful little note. I had a marvelous time. I hope to see you again. And then you, some days passed, uh, passed, sorry, they they go by. Nothing, nothing. But you, you have his phone number. He did give you that. So you WhatsApp him on Tuesday. And he doesn't even answer. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, and then you start getting kind of obsessed because you had all that, that wonderful time. You keep going back to it. You keep going back to it, but nada, nada, nada. Then he drops you a line, you know, he says, okay, let's meet again. So you meet again. And this is a more info. You meet the next Friday and he says, yeah, let's order a pizza. You know, and then you're like, oh, I really like you. And some emotions are mentioned, whatever. And then you have sex again. It's not as good as the first time, but it's okay, you know. But, but a question. I, I'm still feeling like I'm in the zone, you know. Right, but I'm getting there. Okay, hold on. Okay, okay. <laughs> he sleeps over. So you have a pizza. He stays over at your place. You have a pizza, relax. Then the next day... He's still there. He says he's hungry. You've only got an apple in the fridge. So you order some more food. You pay for it this time. Okay. And then he says, you know, my house is having problems. Can I stay another night? Yeah. So he stays, but he doesn't do anything to you that night. And you're just like, oh, okay. So there he is lying in bed with you. And then by Tuesday, you roll over and you... You are lying next to Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> He's lost all his charm, okay? And you're like, and, and you don't have anything to talk about anymore. You don't even light up cigarettes. I'm not promoting smoking, people, okay? But th this is what I mean. So was that love? No. Well, yeah, the, the, the thing is that we want so badly to know if someone likes us or not that at some point we had that idea of this person who is unreal because we just had maybe one or two or three dates and obviously in those three dates the guy or the woman whatever is making you feel like you are the person you are in the zone you are the magnificent queen and king and But we don't even know how they are a week after because we've never been there with them if we spend a week with them. We don't know how it's going to be if we are watching TV together. You don't know how the guy is. It's, it's super easy to fall in love and be surprised and authentic and mysterious with someone you see once in a while than being so mysterious with someone you see every day, 24 hours a day. Exactly. It gets boring you know or yeah it's been like okay let's say let's here's another scenario so there's this young couple cute couple they they're high school sweethearts they go to the same university and 
they decide to live, a, live they've been dating, they've had lots of sex, but to each his own in the sense he lives in one apartment building and she lives with a bunch of girls in a, in a frat, uh, sorry, a sorority house. Mm-hmm. And then they, they decide, you know, we, we've been together for, I don't know, a year and a half. Let's live together. So they decide to live together with the idea that they're always going to have passionate sex and, and just be together. But what they forget is things like who's going to do the cooking and, and cleaning. And so after six months, hey, Melissa, uh, did you clean the stove? No. Why did you leave the toilet seat up? I wet my ass with your urine, you know, and it just gets so monotonous. If you can get past that and maybe teach each other to help each other out, well, then you're on the right path. But if you're just fed up with the whole situation and and you see no way out but just going your separate ways, then obviously it's not love. Yeah, I think another thing that happens a lot is that when we are in a relationship, we need to understand that love is 50-50 thing. A 50 you are a 50 part of the relationship and your partner is the other 50 and you have to find a common ground I know this is something that we have saying a lot in this podcast but it's important to know that you have to support each other to understand each other to find a way to communicate to find a way to do stuff together and in separate ways too because you are two individuals anyway living together but you have to do your stuff too and you don't have to be 100% of the time together but you need to find a common ground and know if you can work because we need to be real even when you were let's say a couple for like as you say 50 years and they say you know looking back oh my god it was love at first sight well, they have 50 years together. To Maybe you can say that. It was love at first sight. Because you you were building stuff together. You have ups and downs. You have highs and downs. You have very good times. You have very bad times. You, you had problems to solve together. You have moments of happiness. You have everything. But it wasn't easy to spend 50 years together. Because it's not easy. It's... it's and you stop surprising anyone. And even if you were so attractive to your husband or wife, that feeling is going to go away. The love you will feel at the first time you met and the first time you start dating and everything, it won't be the same 10 years later. Right. Well, just ask uh, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. You know, <laughs> like, they were lust at first sight. I'm sorry there, I'm not team Angelina. You know, she did, she's to blame and so is he. They got involved. He was already a married man. He fell out of what I thought was love with Jennifer Aniston and got involved with Angelina. They had a bunch of kids. Then they got married. And then two years later, kapoom. Yeah. Problems were built. So I feel their relationship was based mostly on lust and yeah they had things in common but it was based on lust and after being with a person and not agreeing with them you know then you start seeing 
that maybe this was based on lust and not love. Yeah. But what do you think about um, when you are thinking that your relationship is based on love, but in reality, you are not in love with the person, but the, with the idea of being in love. Because you have a lot, a lot, a lot of people who have the wrong idea about love and they are together because they like the idea of being in love but when they broke up you can see them move on so quickly to another person and suddenly they are actually in love in I don't know two weeks is that love or is the idea of, of being in love oh that's that's the idea of being in love yeah you know people that that's why you know this classic Romeo and Juliet. I mean, at the beginning, Romeo is not in love with with uh, with Juliet at all. He doesn't even know. He's in love with Rosalind. Mm -hmm. So he basically switches from Rosalind to Juliet during one evening, you know, and that's what, what Michaela is trying to say. You know, there are people who be like all lovey dovey. They're the greatest couple ever one week, and then the next week they've broken up, and then two days later the guy has a new chick, and he's just as lovey dovey, and vice versa. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. So, so yeah. what can we do to, to stop idealizing or creating that idea of the perfect guys? in our lives or person in our lives well for starters there's no such thing as the perfect person it they just don't exist okay people i know you know you can read teenage stories or romance novels you know lovely things do happen but perfect people don't exist and we have to you have to be You have to have your feet on the ground when you meet a person. Don't start saying, oh, he's the most beautiful man I've ever seen, or she's the most wonderful, beautiful woman. She's totally my type, blah, blah, blah. You got to go beyond the physique. And in order to go beyond the physique... Or the, physique, the feeling, I guess. Not just the... Or the Yeah. Or, or, yeah, or the feeling. You have to get to know that person and then be realistic and say, okay, this person enjoys rock climbing. So do I. Okay, check. That's a good thing. Uh, this person um, uh, ha ha has uh, <clears throat> Tourette syndrome. Will I be able to handle that? Maybe it'll be funny. I'll, I'll give it a shot. This person is a juvenile diabetic. Oh, well, you know, that's kind of dangerous. I don't think I'm mature enough to be able to deal with that. But you, how are you going to find that all, that, all of that out? Over time. Obviously. No, you know? And that's what people don't get. So these people that change partners like underpants, well, they're obviously into sex with different, you know, organs or whatever, but... It's, You know, it's certainly not based on love at all. It's all lust. Yeah, I think that's why um, being um, clear 
when you are in early dating is so important because it's when you really can see how the person is going to be if he's really into you or not because when someone you're dating and suddenly you have the best time of your life that day and disappears for a week or two and suddenly he's texting you well it's kind of a way to tell you that yeah I have the intention of being with you or well I would say the time not the intention the, 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 to spend time with you but I don't have the intention of building something with you like I, I want to have fun and I want to do stuff like that but I don't want to get really into the relationship and another thing that I think is very important is that there is a way for us if that person talks to us to tell them not even maybe not in the first date but if that person is disappearing for a week and after your first date or second date and suddenly a week after he's sending a text to you you can actually play with the fact that he is texting you and inviting you to to go somewhere by being funny in the way you're gonna answer his text like you know um your text is like i don't know something like you know uh i don't know what i'm going to do next week or uh, the day he wants to see you because you have plans already because you don't have to be available all the time actually it's better to make him think that you're not available than you have other stuff to do and and just give a joke like oh you know i missed you but you could text me i don't know two days ago and smiley face you know or whatever just to make the text funny and you're actually telling this person that yeah i was waiting for your your message or your text but you didn't so i have another plan but you idiot look you had a chance and you just let your chance go right and the way he's going to respond to you it won't it's gonna tell you the way he felt about this situation and most important is if he reacts in a good way it's because maybe he realized that oh you're she's actually she's funny i want to go out with her right <laughs> and try again but if this person is like i don't care and never text you back you are suffering and this person doesn't even know that you're suffering and you can say well i i he he cannot know that i was suffering between the the, the texts and everything but at the end of the day If you don't let him know in a funny way, at least, he will never say that. But you need to be confident when you're going to do this kind of stuff. Because if you don't, you will stop telling what you want in your relationships. Yeah, that's a good way of... of yeah, exactly. And, and humor is a great approach to things. But yeah, you got to know where you stand if this to see if it's going anywhere or you're wasting your time exactly right? but you don't have to to be serious mm -hmm. on the way you're communicating the things because it's important to you you can be funny and have the answer that you're looking for 
Right. Oh, very good hack there. Yeah, humor. Never show, never be obsessive or, what, why didn't, I, I'm just writing to you. I hope I, I'm not bothering you, uh, but, you know, you haven't written me. That sounds so desperate. Really, really desperate, you know. Yeah, that's or, why it's important to be fun and playful at some point because you can, you, if, if you're doing this in a natural way, even if you're anxious, the way you will communicate with this person in a flirty way, maybe, you know, will make him see you in a, in, in a different way than a person who is dying to be with this person. Mm-hmm. So maybe it will make you more attractive than someone who is suffering and, oh, I, I missed you and I wanted to see you. You can say the same thing in a different way. Exactly, yeah. Please don't be dramatic or psychotic i keep going back to that movie which is there's a mini series about it too i i prefer the original movie alex forrester classic scary woman and i mean if the guy just doesn't bother answering your humor then you know just like that book says he's just not that into you or she's just not that into you. yeah i think that i think it's a very good way to do stuff and when you're playful, it's because you stop overthinking everything. If you overthink and overthink and overthink, you won't be a person who will be able to say what you really need in a relationship to this person. And if this person doesn't want to give you what you need, well, you know you have to move on. Exactly. Time is so very precious. Exactly. So- just don't lie to yourself. So again, you know, don't glorify situations. Don't think that, you know, the guy's going to break out into song over you or that this is going to be a rom-com, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, like Harry. Well, Harry met Sally, you see, actually. There, it took them years. You see that in the movie. So yeah. that's not a good example. But, you know, these movies, oh God, I'm, I'm just trying to think of a, like, for example, okay, sorry, folks. I, I, I like this movie. It's old. Rest in peace, Patrick Swayze. But uh, dirty dancing, okay? So Baby goes on this summer trip with her family and meets Johnny, Patrick Swayze, okay? And they have, been, they have a romance. And when the movie ends, you, you're under the impression that Nobody puts baby in a corner and she's going to live happily ever after with Johnny. But have they thought about what the hell they're going to eat? How the hell is <laughs> if they have, you know what I mean? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's a fairy tale. Fairy tale does not exist. Every, every relationship is complicated. We have problems with our parents, brothers and sisters. Uh, Romantic relationship is exactly the same thing, but it's even more difficult to handle because when it's your father, your mother, your brother, well, there's no way you can rid of, get rid of them. <laughs> you have to be there because they will be there for you and they are your family. But when you are in a relationship with someone, you always have the choice to walk away when things get harder and when things get harder doesn't mean there is no 
a solution to make your relationship work. You have to fight for your relationship. You have to work in your relationship. You have to build stuff in your relationship. And and it's not because you don't feel the butterflies anymore that your relationship is over. Right. And we have to stop thinking that when we are not feeling the same excitement and butterflies and fireworks and everything that it's new in a relationship... It's when because there is no love anymore, or there, and it's the end of relationship. And because it's not true, even relationships when you don't feel that emotion anymore can be even more. I don't know how to say that, but you know, they can be so much more than that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then there's camaraderie if you buy your first house together. Yeah. I mean, if you decide to have kids or or not, like maybe you decide to adopt a, a dog with your with Yeah, your exactly. Partner, you know, uh, it's moments. It's going on a, uh, going to a, an amusement park. Like, honestly, like, it's not, again, it's not Ariel and Eric. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Well, I hope this little hack will help you a lot with your relationships and will help you not to be in that position where you are intoxicated by someone or an idea of love yeah yeah don't again you know I'm gonna bring Eric and Ariel from the Little Mermaid whatever the version think okay they they meet over some days they then he finally finds out that she's the woman with the voice. They get they deal with a witch. Then they get married. This all in a in a few days, and then um, we don't find out what their kids look like. How Eric gets along with his father-in-law, the king of the ocean, you know. And Ariel probably doesn't know how to cook anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, but they live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. That's but what they th- say. Pins <laughs> yeah, and that. I mean, yeah. And yeah. Eric's mom didn't look that friendly either. So I, you know, I don't know. Like drama there, you know. Yeah, we never know what's happening after the they live forever, every happy, every, every, every. every. <laughs> you know. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So there you go, folks. Yeah. All right. Well, my dear Renee, I will see you next week. All right, my dear Michaela, see you next week. Have a great week, y'all. Yeah, bye. Bye.